Alleluia, Christ is risen. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> but we had hoped, we had hoped, that is what the two disciples say as they share the heartbreak of the past few days with a stranger on their way to Emmaus. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. But we had hoped. But I had hoped. How often have we heard these words from heartbroken people how often have we said them ourselves, but I had hoped, I had hoped she wouldn't die before I made it home to see her. I had hoped counseling would save our marriage. I had hoped I would get that job. And now, now we are all sharing in that wistful tone, but I had hoped we would be able to be together to celebrate. I had hoped that we would go on that fabulous trip we planned, but I had hoped I was going to get a fresh start. Even now, even as we all have hopes that are going unrealized, we are still hoping, hoping for so much, the return to normal, the ability to hug those we love. We hope that our jobs will continue or we can find another job. We hope that those we love will stay safe. We had hoped. The story of the road to Emmaus is so familiar, so obviously about two disciples recognizing Jesus on the way and in the breaking of bread that it's easy to gloss over that first part of the story, which begins on the third day as the disciples mourn the death of Jesus. Sure, some women were telling a wild story about an empty tomb and Peter had even gone to that tomb but went home after, uncertain of what to make of it. So that afternoon, these two who had followed Jesus are now walking away from Jerusalem, away from sorrow and disappointment. And as they walk, they talk about all that has happened, trying to figure out just how it had all gone so wrong. They had believed that Jesus was the Messiah, but a Messiah should have overturned Roman oppressors and returned Jerusalem to the Jews and ushered in a new era of peace and justice. And instead, instead he ended up on a cross. As they walk, another joins them and they asks what they're discussing. Looking sad, they stop bewildered. Are you the only one who doesn't know what has happened? How Jesus of Nazareth taught and healed and fed people and showed us how to love one another, how not to fear, how to dream. We knew it might be a long shot, but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. We had hoped. And in that one line, 
lies the weight of so much of our lives. We had hoped, but we failed. We had hoped, but it didn't happen. We had hoped, and now we don't have hope any longer. Their hearts were broken, their hopes dashed. They see no way forward. And it is then, right then, that Jesus opens the scriptures to them, tracing the way God has worked throughout history. We don't know, but I imagine that he taught them about how God brought creation out of chaos. We don't know exactly what he said, but I'm imagining that he taught about how God brought freedom out of slavery in Egypt and a new community after exile in Babylon. Jesus traced all the ways that people had lost hope throughout history, had given up hope that things could be fixed, repaired, only to find that God could create something entirely new. But their hearts were broken. So these two travelers could not see yet what Jesus was teaching. When they get to Emmaus, Jesus continues walking, but they urge him to stay. And then while at table, Jesus did what he always does with bread, what he always does with our lives. He takes, blesses, breaks it, breaks us open, and then gives it all back. Only then do they see. Only then do they recognize it. Only then do their broken hearts become burning hearts. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking on the road, they asked one another? It's only after their hearts are broken. It's only when their hearts are broken that they can then burn just as it's only in her despair that Mary can hear Jesus call her name. And it's only in their fear that the disciples can recognize Jesus in the upper room. This is the pattern of our God. When we are most fearful, most despairing, most alone, when our hearts are broken, God is there. God is there and we can invite him to stay and he will. But if we invite him to stay, to be our companion on the way, Jesus will take over. Not fixing, but transforming the tragic, transforming our whole lives. Let me be clear though. When things are falling apart, what we want most is to have it all back exactly the way that it was. Of course, of course, that's what we want. It's only human to want that. But beloved, that's magical thinking. We can't unscramble the egg. We cannot reverse the course of a river. What the risen Christ shows his heartbroken followers, those fellows on the road to Emmaus, what he shows those of us worshiping at home, longing to be together, what he shows is how God acts. Out of chaos, 
creation, out of slavery, freedom, out of exile, community, out of grief, hope, out of sin, forgiveness, out of death, life. That's the pattern of our God. It might not conform to our timetable. Jesus rarely does. We may not all experience Easter three days immediately following Good Friday, but that's the pattern. Death, then resurrection. But resurrection's not going back to the way it was, but transformation into something new. After all, those sad fellows on the way to Emmaus didn't recognize Jesus at first. He wasn't back to the way he used to be, but transformed. We, we may not get things fixed or repaired, but we will get something new. It may be something we would never have dreamed of by ourselves. The guys on the road to Emmaus wanted a Messiah who would kick out the Romans and give power to the Jews. Instead, God gives them hope that what we see is not all there is, that sin and death never get the final word. We have so many hopes right now. So much we long for. Yet God has dreams for us that perhaps we cannot even imagine yet. We want to return to church and have it just the way it was. At least I do. <laughs> but perhaps we're going to find new ways to pray and worship. We're going to find new ways, deeper ways maybe, I pray, to care for and love one another and our community. That might feel like too much to consider right now. We're still hoping. Our hearts are still broken, still breaking. My heart is still breaking. But perhaps even in this, we can trust the pattern, the ways of the risen Christ. Out of death, new life. Out of sorrow, a new kind of joy. Out of grief, a new hope. Maybe not how we want or as fast as we'd like. But as surely as resurrection follows the cross, as Easter follows Good Friday, burning hearts, hearts that recognize and love and know God, burning hearts can follow broken ones. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.